YMH Live, a very cool Christmas is this Friday. This is it. Get your tickets right now. We have all new YMH originals. We have special guest Bobby Lee, a very heavy segment, and a special pre-show VIP package with the great Josh Potter. Get into the holiday spirit with us here at YMH Studios. Go to livestream.ymhstudios.com and get tickets right now. And it says, tu n'es pas Superman. So you are not Superman, right? That's French for you are not Superman. So I guess I I think he's telling him, I mean, come on, you're the Canadian. I know, but I uh, can't even read English. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to your mom's house. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're my son. I'm your mom. You're my son. I'm your mom. Ask him, will you ask, ask, ask him, will you, you get your mom? Yes, I would. You're my son. I'm your mom. It's just like the gays. It's just like, just, 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 it's just like the gays. I looked at her and she looked at me. And... It's just like the gays. Once in a while he calls me mom, you know what I mean? We're both consenting adults. Ask him, will you... Ask, ask, ask him, will you... I looked at her and she looked at me and... You're my son? I'm your mom? It's just like the gays. It's just like... Just, just, just... It's just like the gays. Ask him, will you... Ask, ask, ask him, will you... you... It's just like the gays. Wow. You know, what's so interesting is that we were watching Back to the Future last night, and that is about, would you want to date your mom? It's just like the gays. It's just like the gays. I forgot. And then you're watching the movie, and you realize he's back in 1955, and his mom is like smitten with him. She's just like, oh my God. And she's totally falling for him, and she kisses him at one point. Yeah, it's so hot. She's trying to bang him. She's like, stop being a bitch. Yeah. Get your dick out, you yeah. know? And he's like, oh, because he knows it's his mom. But but it, Lorraine doesn't know. No. That's exactly, oh, make that's exactly yeah. what happened with those two. Is like, didn't she not know? Well, that's the thing. Uh, this is supposed to be something that happens m- more commonly in, 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 the, in psychology. There's a term for this where... If people have been separated, like if actual family have been separated for a long period of time, some of the way that the feelings manifest when you reunite can lead to like sexual feelings. That could be like siblings that haven't known each other and even parents. But, you know, it's hot either way. It's either it's it's hot. It's super hot. I'm all for dating your mom. I'm all about it. Who doesn't know you like your mommy? Yeah. You know, that's so cool. Would you date your mom? No. Would you jerk off in front of your mom? No. What if? No. Would you rather? No. Would you rather? Now that we're on the topic, (sighs) would you rather 
every time you masturbate, you look deeply into your mother's eyes. Oof. Or every time you masturbate, you do it as a live stream event and you, you like tweet it out. You let the whole world know Tom Segura is masturbating in five minutes. That live stream. You would live stream your jerks? Live stream, yeah. Oh, as opposed to looking in your mom's eyes once. Yeah, not even a single doubt about it. <laughs> Why? Walk because you get it. used to it. <laughs> it becomes a cool thing you do. Well, it, you know, there'd be shock and awe and, and people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then you get used to it. You don't people think, adapt. You don't think it would mess with your stand-up career at maybe, all? Maybe. Maybe people would be like, let's go watch that guy do stand-up that we watch jerk off all the time. Like, do you think you... Hey, do you know that guy that we always see jerk off? He does stand-up. Right, like it's a cool surprise when they find out. There'll be out. people that discovered me from that first. <laughs> They're like, like all the news stories pick it up. Also, I mean, not to toot my own horn, yeah. but I think a lot of people would be like, if they knew me just from directing off, they'd be like, <laughs> this guy's a pretty proficient stand-up comedian. Like, I'm not like a guy who's like, oh, I... You know, I also sing, and they go watch me at some bar. Right, They'd be like going to an arena and being like, yeah. this guy's a pretty good stand-up. They're legit impressed. And he comes pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also think that you would get so used to the live jerking that you would do it so fast. You would probably, yeah. it would be like, if, if they don't log in within 10 seconds, you're done. And people would be like scoring them. They'd be like, you weren't really failing it today, huh? You look kind of half hard when you came. Or, and, wow, you were really backed up. Yeah. And also, it's like you're going to be doing it from different hotel rooms. Yeah. You're going to have to, like, you're going to do it wherever you're at. Like, your your bang bus. Zero question. Wow. Okay, so how about for you? Would you rather... Oh, my God. You put a vibrator to your cooch, and you have to look into your dad's <laughs> eyes. Throw up. Right? I don't you have know. to look into his eyes as you come. I can't. Uh, Just like Back to the Future. Right. And he has to say, good, good. good. Ew! I, we didn't say that. <laughs> okay. That I part. just added a little bit. I just Why did you add that? I don't that? know. I don't know. That was terrible. I'm just, yeah, yes, Andy. That was now, terrible. Okay. So. Well, you didn't bring in. And well, I, he does. Okay. He does give you an applause at the end. I didn't make applause part of your thing All with right. your mom. Or do you live stream each of your oh, jerks? Oh, my God. I would become asexual. Like, it would shut me down. Yeah. So I'd be like, guess what? Guess I'm not masturbating anymore. Yeah. Guess that ship has sailed. That is a possibility, I think. Psychologically, <laughs> I think a lot of people would be like, I guess I don't like sex anymore. Oh, I don't like masturbating. masturbating I could have sex yeah. with you, but I would never tickle my bean ever again. It would be done. Just it would to, be done. Just to not stream it. Could you imagine everybody sees it? Your yeah. neighbors, everybody knows. You can't go to fucking H-E-B without everyone being like, hey... I saw you jerking off. That's so embarrassing. I don't think there's anything as embarrassing as masturbating in front of the masses. You get used to it. <laughs> I, you know why I think you totally get used to it? Uh, because we know adult performers. Uh, yeah. And there's like this shock when they start. And then they're just like, yeah, that's what I do. They just get used to it. But is there anything you'd be embarrassed about then? Like besides masturbating? In public, well, I'm sure I would be embarrassed by that too. I'm just saying, I think you adapt. But is there another behavior in your repertoire that you would find equally embarrassing as, as of right masturbating? Now? Masturbating's up there. Yeah. Yeah. What about taking a dump and wiping a lot? I mean, it's not. I'm not excited to show people that. <laughs> I guess I'd choose that over jerking off. Oh, a hundred times. I would rather take a shit in front of the world a thousand times over than, than one masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know if I could relax enough to, to masturbate. 
Oh, you, do you have to look Gosh. into the camera? You have to be like. <laughs> no, you just have to look like your pathetic, sad self. You know, like Uncle Terry, where he Uncle Terry does make like, eye contact. Ew. Oh, wow. I was surprised by that one. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like, didn't realize that was going to feel so good. Ew. I forget, you're right. Like, Uncle Terry looks down the barrel when he, like, he's looking at you yeah. when he comes. That's, that is. Well, that's the connection he has with his audience. <laughs> his audience enjoys it. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm trying oh, to boy. think if there's something else. I'd be equally embarrassed by probably like clipping my toenails. I don't like people watching me do that. I'm embarrassed to do that. Like I've never really done that in front of you. No, I don't you think. haven't. No. Flossing's private. I don't like yeah. flossing. It's not flattering things. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look true. Cool. my nose hairs. Yeah. 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 But still masturbating's the top, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you lose yourself in it. Because yeah. you're like having to focus. And you're like, you know, and then to see your whole body quiver and Ew. your face go. And everybody is like, good job, Tom. Yeah. And idiots are commenting. Like, like, <laughs> nice load. Yeah. And then they have to watch you clean it up. That's so demeaning. Oh, yeah. Well, and also there's that post nut clarity you get where you're like, <laughs> you're like, what did I just, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. God, why, I should be reading something. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else but this. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do another would you rather since we're here? I mean, sure. Go ahead. Would you rather have a penis attached to your forehead in between your two eyes? A big, big dong. How big? Uh, like six inch long. Six inches long? Yeah. That means it's hanging like it's down hanging over down. my nose. Mm -hmm. So I can go like and You lick can lick it. your own dick. Okay. Finally. Okay. You can also tuck it up under a beanie. You know what I mean? If you really wanted to be done with it. Uh -huh. But it gets erect at inopportune oh, times and it can ejaculate. Is it a second penis? Like yeah. I still have my own? Yeah, you still have your own. We're not going to take away the initial guy. Okay. But that other penis will get erect. It'll ejaculate on its own sometimes randomly. It'll go flaccid at different times like a regular penis, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Either you have that or a massive massive set of g size tits like 34 g tits <laughs> 34 g tits what's Just wrong with you the tits. <laughs> the tits make me laugh more than the dick yeah because the dick is so absurd that people will be like oh is that like prosthetic is that a joke yeah but the tits people will be like oh poor guy it's glandular or He's transitioning. Isn't that cool? Like you might get. Isn't that cool? Because now it's cool to be transitioning. Everybody wants to be the opposite, you know. What would, by the way, what would you choose as far as masturbating in front of your mom, looking into her eyes, or would you stream it? <laughs> I'd stream it for stream, sure. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get that OnlyFans money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, you can't commodify it. It's got to be for Stop. the people. It's just for the people. You tweet it. It's like let us make money in our <laughs> hypothetical scenario. It's just for the love. The love of jerking off in yep. front of an audience. In front of mil all the world. Okay, what about the dick or the tits? 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, the, the dick is like, it seems like a mutation, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be shunned more, I think, with that. Yeah. It says people have, you know, sympathy for you. <laughs> but it also is, is very emasculating, you know? You have to find, like, a really kind woman to be like, it's okay. <sighs> I, I still find you attractive. Like, big G-size tits. <laughs> or you find someone that's into a man who's got yeah. penis and tits. Very rare. I mean, yeah. not so rare nowadays. I don't know. It'd be tough to find that chick, I think. Oh, the chick, yeah. There's dudes that are into all of it. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to be gay. Yeah, probably. imagine a pig with tits. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to be a guy, a gay yeah. guy. Mm. So you're choosing the tits? I don't know. I, I would choose the dick, I think, because you can hide it under a hat. And I would, and then I would take it off at parties just to entertain people and be like, "Hey, everybody, the dick is here." Oh man! But I wouldn't. I would hide it under a beanie most of the other times. People, people would really. It would be tough. I don't know. I think people would really dig it, Tom. I think everyone would want a dick on their forehead after they saw these mine. titties. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Imagine a pig with tits. That's that's you. Yeah, but I'd have to adopt. <laughs> His personality. People are like, what is up with that? I'd be like, I'm a pig with tits. Yeah. <laughs> you have to really own it. Be like, I yeah. love my G-size tits. But his are like moderate. They're like B cups when he pumps They're them They're bigger than B. B plus. He's flapping them around. But you're going to have giant, like, big mama tits. Yeah. Big, fat fucking milkers, yeah. dude. Yeah, like big, fat black lady tits. Yeah. yeah. Like bus driver lady black tits. <laughs> yeah. You know, like very yeah. specific. There's no way to hide that. No. 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 You have to wear a bra with them, like, and you can't just let them loose under your shirt. And it's kind of a bitch when you're wanting to exercise and stuff. And, like, no matter how much weight you lose. Exercise is out the window. You'll never lose those tits. That's the crazy part. Um, you'll never fuck. lose the tits. I think it's so emasculating <laughs> that I choose the dick. I can't believe I'm saying this. I choose a dick on my forehead. <laughs> a six inch dick that I can touch with the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you can give yourself dick licks. That'd be nice. Uh, That'd be fun. I don't fun. want to. I don't want to give myself dick licks. <laughs> the kids would love to play with your dickhead. Oh my God. Your dick. The fuck is wrong with you? They would laugh so hard and slap it around. Yeah. My dad has a penis on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. The neighborhood kids. Yeah. But Wait other parents wouldn't be cool with it at all. I'm such an idiot. I chose the dick, but I've already got giant tits. I'm already halfway there. I should have just stuck with the tits. I changed my answer. Then. No, you can't change it. You already have it. No, no, I don't want the dick. No, no, you got both. Damn. Fucking idiot. Yeah, big old Pajiski effect there. Stupid. Yeah, I should have thought about it. This is the first Would You Rather where I actually had one half of the thing. Let's start the show. God damn it. Idiot. Two curve models are accusing a local nightclub of fat shaming them. <laughs> they were denied entry because of their appearance. Eyewitness News reporter Rob Hayes spoke to the women about their experience and got a response from the nightclub. Not many women can say they posed for the Sports Illustrated <laughs> Swimsuit Edition. But Gabriella Halikis can. <laughs> but being a big success can often mean little when you're big. Who <laughs> is right? Uh, uh. Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the fucking stand. That's oh, terrible. Welcome to your mom's house uh. with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And 
Christina Pajitsi. Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house. Meow. Meow, meow, meow. You know, it's also, it's so lame how these reporters have to do, but being a big success yeah. can mean little when you're big. Yeah. They always try to have to be clever. The copy with is their co- terrible. Oh, so can we hear bad. how awful that was it again? Was so bad. Fire whoever wrote that. So fucking And this bad. is an LA thing. How dare they? Yeah. I expect a little more from Los Angeles local No, news. it's fucking, it's... Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That's so look at those disgusting skinny Dude models. Edition. But Gabriella Halikis <laughs> can. But being a big success can often mean little when you're big. And <laughs> they give the camera angle on there, the big yeah. fatso angle. Yeah. It's so good. Can mean little 
when you're big. So bad. <laughs> Discrimination and fat phobia goes so, so deep in society. Malikas and her friend Alexa McCoy say last week they went to this Hollywood nightclub, the Highlight Room, and ran head on into a blatant case of fat shaming. So the promoter starts letting in the whole group of girls, and right when it gets to me at the front, the bouncer puts the rope in front, looks me up and down, and says, Yeah, not tonight. And he looked at me and did the same thing up and down and was just like, not tonight. Next, like, yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, you guys are good. Like, guys came in, girls came in, everyone. And we're just standing there like, is this really happening? Can I just say one thing? This is not new. This has been done for the last 40 years. Of course. This is what nightclubs do is they, they try to bring in hot, hot chicks. Yeah. And like a couple dudes who are cool. And then everybody else, they're like, nah. Like, honestly, okay, honestly, if you and I were to walk up, they'd be like, get the fuck out get of here, oldies. Get the fuck out of here. You're yeah. old. Yeah. I tried to take my dad to when I was in Madrid. And I was like 21, you know, decent looking guy. And I would go out to nightclub. And I was like, oh, Yago, you've never seen a nightclub in the United States like they have in Europe. I mean, they're wild it was insane they're just so much more i mean it was the size it was the scope it was so much more like sexually open and like you know the fucking what are they doing there it was just like a show but it's, it's still you know and the music was always like that electronic right That's dancing what the, dancing yeah. european music but it was a show going to those places and i was just like i don't know we're walking after dinner i was like you gotta see one of these places and i tried to get him with me yeah to go in and they were like no no too old yeah he was in like a dad sweater and yeah, khakis of course and i was like, like can that. he just take a peek i was i was really i was like can he can he peek and the guy was like no no he can't peek. yeah he'll he'll kill all the boner vibes in yeah there. they'll be like what the fuck is this guy doing here yeah he, and then i i it was fun what, my dad's like what do he say and i was like he said no and he goes oh really i go yeah because you're just not cool Oh, <laughs> he's like, he like, oh, okay. But he took it in stride, you know. Yeah, look, he knew at the time he was probably what he was like fifty-five or something, you know. Like he wasn't cool. Well, and look, private businesses do have a right. I'm trying to make an argument in favor of this business. Do you have a right to say who can come in and who cannot? Right? No, no shoes, no shirt, no service. No, no fatso's allowed. That Sorry. bouncer should be promoted. He did. <laughs> He did the customers that are in there a favor <laughs> because they don't want to see that. No, they don't want to no. see the fucking, you know, couple of strongmen comp- competitors <laughs> walk in. They just, they want to see hotties. Eyewitness News reached out to the company that owns the highlight room. It tells us that the doorman in question has been removed uh, from the door sure. and that the company does not tolerate discrimination sure. of any kind. He's been... It adds that highlight room representatives <laughs> had scheduled a meeting with Halikas oh, okay. and McCoy to address the issue, but that the women canceled. Uh, he's been removed from the door and promoted to yeah. manager. Yeah. yeah, he is now overseeing all of our operations. <laughs> Halikas, who also works uh, as a curve model, uh, says she has seen the fashion world open up to models of all sizes recently. But when it comes to the entertainment world and the rest of society, being big is still a big problem. I'm a size 14, and that's the most average size for a woman. Mm. And yet we're still being treated like, no, can't come in, or I'm not even going to look at you. And, you know, it's dehumanizing. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. You just got to take it with like, you know, you got to accept what you are, you know? I mean, I'm serious. It's like maybe the guy telling you you can't come in because you're too fat is what you needed to hear to stop being so fat. Yeah, like maybe you're going to go, agree. you know what? I'm going to fucking go for a jog today. And can I tell you something? Mark my words. I bet you in the next five years, this broad's going to slim down. Because that's what always happens. She's very pretty. No, no, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know what always happens to these ones that are like, I'm fine being this weight. I love my... And, you, no. and then you know what happens? They end up losing a ton of weight. Right. They and can't here's, do it. Here's what she's not saying in this thing. She's like, you know, I was born naturally pretty. I have a very pretty face. I have great skin, but I'm not really putting a lot of effort in yeah. to managing this weight yeah. because I'm getting hired because the whole standard of the modeling industry changed um, to be super inclusive when it shouldn't be. It should be completely exclusive to people that are super hot well, and they should X us out for being little piggies. Yeah. And, and, and the same way... <laughs> The same way that that club said you can't come in is what the modeling industry is supposed to do. They're supposed to be like, oh, you're not a model. A model is a very special person. Yeah. And you're Are not. Are you 5'10"? Do you weigh 90 yeah. pounds? You're no. A model. Get yeah. out of here. So, but I will tell you that the European brands do not welcome plus size. Like I was on the Burberry website. Guess what? Yeah. No plus sizes on Burberry. You know, people, you know, <laughs> whenever happening. we talk about this, People always seem to think that we're talking from a position of that we're in the the group that's in. I I recognize all of my flaws. Yeah. And I accept them. Yeah. You know, I'm bald. I'm older now. I'm still overweight. Yeah, you have eye bags. I got eye bags. I mean, I'm just like, I know I'm not a model. Sometimes you get angry for no reason. I'm saying I appreciate, I appreciate. The, the genetic gifts that a model has. And I also appreciate that I could walk up to a door and be like, hey, I'd like to come in. And they go, no, no. you're not. And I don't go, I'm going to call the news. I know. It's so bizarre. Hey, guess what, news? Somebody told me I was fat. <laughs> well, what do you look like? Well, I'm kind of fat. I mean. I know. There's tons. And by the way, in Los Angeles... It's made up of nothing but exclusive clubs you're not a member of. There are literally places. That's why I became a comedian. That's what you should be doing, you fucking sow. Go yeah. to an open mic. You're not a model. You should be giving fucking talks. Make people laugh. I know. <laughs> I'm just... Well, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying... There's a there's a hometown buffet down the road. She can go there yeah. and she's welcome at, at the buffet. You go. know what? And the the idea that these fucking girls call themselves models. models. Jesus horrible. Christ. For what? Cracker barrel? Like yeah. you're not you're not hot. No. No, I think that I don't I don't think it'll ever be mainstream, honestly. This this stuff. This is this is end. this this is, is this era right now of yeah, they're like, silly. Oh yeah, you know. Silly. See how this person's got a weird fucking face? They're a model too. And you're like, no, no no one likes it. No. Got big old fucking elephant ears and like. No. I I think it's interesting to look at, but I don't think it's like pretty. It's not beauty. But when it's modeling. Beautiful. There's one thing that is reprehensible in modeling though. Fatty? Fat. Yeah. That is absolutely. But, But that's, but, but okay. And that's what makes it so special is because you know how hard it is to weigh that little like those chicks work so hard 
And do you know how easy it is to be fat? Like so easy. Most people that are struggling with their weight is because yeah, it's it's hard to not be fat. Of course, especially us, middle age. No, we work at I it mean, every day. Any age, if you're like if you're fat, and you're like I don't want to be fat. Yeah, I know you got to work at it. You got to no. work at it. Unless you're genetically gifted, and in which case if you're super gifted, you're a model. I know. You're a fucking model. And that's the thing is that there's no work in being fat, and that's why I don't honor a fat model. It didn't take any effort for you to be that. It didn't take effort. It didn't take effort the way Kate Moss smoked cigarettes and lived off of uh, Kleenex and cocaine for 30 years to stay that thin. You know what they should do to these two girls? I mean, I'm honestly saying, I really think they should say, welcome, you're allowed to come in here as soon as we close (laughs) and you can sweep up and you can see what the place looks like, but no one's going to be here. And you clean up every day. Like you sweep up all the... The puke, oh, the, the, the puke and the, the broken bottles, and yeah. you get to go like, "Wow, I'd like to be here during <laughs> during open hours." And they're like, "Yeah, I want you to take the way that feels right now, and go to twenty four hour fitness, yep, and fucking get on that machine, yeah, and start grinding, yeah." And you do that every day, yeah. And all of a sudden, nine months later, you come back and they go, "Guess what? Today you're allowed to come when when the music's on," <laughs> you know. And it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a beautiful a story. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Tom. I, yeah. think I like this very much. Yeah, start smoking. Start smoking like do what Kay Moss did. Get hot and skinny. Smoking cigarettes, by the way, is a fantastic thing to do. I've talked about this on Where My Mom's At. I just I yeah. just did a dialogue on how, a monologue on how much I loved smoking. Oh, yeah. I smoked for 17 years. I was the skinniest I've ever been. It helped with my nerves and anxiety. And the thing is, you got to start young. You got to start young. I don't know how old these girls are, but I would get into it right away. 13. Yeah. That's when I started. And if you're chunky and you're 13, start doing a pack a day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look, the truth of it is there are exclusive places in Los Angeles that you will be excluded from because it's a major city and there's major people and it's it's a fucking city of exclusion, dude. That's the whole point. I actually took God, shut I up, crybaby bitches. I took the um the like the I learned something from the way that that place in Madrid rejected my father. They were just like, no way, and the way that he accepted it, that was a lesson. Yeah. He just was like, oh, yeah. You take it and you roll on. All right. I'm I'm sick of talking about these fatzos. I have another important piece of news I'd like to share with you. On one of my morning walks to not be a a model. I'm trying not to be a model. I'm trying to be a normal, you know. I was walking around the neighborhood and I saw one of these disgusting little creatures in Texas called armadillos. Yeah. It was like the national animal or whatever, right? The state's animal. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what? These animals are ugly and they're named stupid. I think to make them popular and get them some respect, we should rename them. What would you rename them? Armadildos. And that way you make them fun and people want to talk <coughs> about them and then they'll be more loved. Wouldn't you rather talk about an armadildo than an armadillo? I mean, sure. <laughs> I saw an armadildo today. This really tickles you. Yeah. I'm going to start calling them armadildos, and I'm going to teach our children to call them armadildos. Okay. You're going to teach the kids? Yeah. They already say all kinds of shit wrong. <laughs> I know. 
I just think it'd be silly to start calling them armadildos. <laughs> okay. I like that word. I could tell you do. I think we should petition Texas to rename the animal armadildo. Armadildo. All right. This is fun. You want to see something fun? Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a couple weeks ago, um, Bart, that Hitler guy, Kreischer. Yes. He um, he uh, released his trailer, his teaser trailer. Okay. It's one of the best received trailers I've ever seen. Oh my gosh! People, I'm so excited. I've seen people go, "I hate Bert, but I want to see this movie." Well, that's that's kind <laughs> Which of nice. I don't think nice. you can get a better response than that. So people are all excited about this movie coming out. Jeans. Hey, everyone. Have you seen the Red Band trailer for the upcoming comedy, The Machine? It stars Brett Chrysler and Mark Hamill. I, I saw I, this I saw the other day. posted, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I no, haven't I, seen it either. I watched it, and I'm like, is this real? <laughs> it's real. Uh, it's real. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did somebody make this? I, I, and, and I think the director tweeted to me the trailer, and I wasn't familiar. I'm like, I looked at it, and I couldn't. It looks like a legit film, but I'm like, what is this? I don't, I don't know anything because I have another movie called the machine in my collection. That's yeah, not this. the machinist, which is a totally different. Yeah, movie. I have that too. But apparently it's like, uh, it's, it's a movie based on a story, a true story. That is Brett's like main joke <laughs> that he tells in all of his comedy shows. Yes. Or something. It never gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. Yeah. So exciting. He like even makes a movie and still doesn't get the respect of his real name. It's the best part. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a major studio release. I know. Yeah. I know. I like that though. In this one clip, they called him Brent and Brett. I know. It just goes to show it doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> Nothing matter. matters. You can be number one and you're still a piece of shit. Yeah. Show business. Wow. Uh, speaking well, of movies, uh, Tarantino was here the other day. I heard. Yeah. And? It's pretty exciting. That's a major get. Big get. Talking to Quentin Tarantino. I love his movies. He busted my chops hard, though, at the end. He did. What did he say? Um, he was like, thanks for not reading the book. And I was like, I mean, I tried. <laughs> he said I that? was like, no, I'm reading. He goes, what page are you on? And I, and I told him I got the audio book. He goes, oh, that's a big, that's no, not a cool thing to tell someone. I'm like. Why? Well, he doesn't know. I mean, I was trying to tell him. That before he came on, I get the message from his agent being like, hey, the book's coming out. I don't know if we can get you an advanced copy. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, you might be able to get the audio book now. So I got the audio book. I started listening to it. But dude, it's, it's the week that like, I, you know, shooting my special the weekend before. I I come home from that. It's the first time I've been home in like fucking months. I'm like kind of reorganizing my life. And I just, I only got through a little bit of it, you know, just one of those things. I just, I, but I was so excited to talk to him that I wasn't even focused on the book. Of course, he wants to talk about his book, you know? Yeah. So we end up doing this like hour and a half podcast. And at the end, he's like, thanks for not bringing up the book. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And but then that, he's like, and you didn't talk about my podcast. I was like, I didn't even know you had a podcast. But can I but can I tell you something? Yeah. I would much rather listen to that podcast than you know when someone drones on and on about their new thing no I one know. cares about. It's probably gonna get more traction for his book, honestly. Because then I'll be like, Oh, I wanna read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't tell me everything. I mean, I think it went it went well, right? It went well. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it, Tom. It went really great. All right. It was awesome. I was super nervous about it. Really? Well, at the not like 
during the moment, sometimes at the, at the end, you know, at the end when you do these things, sometimes you're like, I don't know how that went because you're in it. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't know how it went. I'm sure you did great. You're a great interviewer. You're a great listener. Um, but I was asking, I was asking him genuine. I got, you know, I think we got like three never before told stories kind of. It's so exciting. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. I love his movies. The oh guy really, God. you know what, Tom, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's a great movie maker, that yeah. guy. He let me know he was. <laughs> he doesn't have to. It was pretty crazy. He did? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of really enjoyed it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fucking, I'm doing it at the highest level. He really is, and though. I was like, no, I know. He goes, no, 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 no. He's like, here. He's like, I'm the <laughs> I was guy. like, I got it. He's, he's from L.A. He grew up in L.A. Yeah, well, it was really interesting because he's doing that same thing. It reminded me of Seinfeld that, um, you know, for people that don't know, Seinfeld did nine seasons of his show. And he purposely went out when he won it after the ninth. He, he had a thing about the number nine. But the show was number one, okay? The show's number one. And he goes, that's it. We're done. And the reason was, he's like, I want the show to be over when it's still a killer show. Of course, yeah. I don't want to get into seasons 10, 11, 12, 13, we're collecting checks and this show just starts to like fall apart. Mm. Tarantino was like, I want to be the, like, I still want you to be like, holy shit, this catalog of movies, this filmography is, and, and not, you know, keep making movies. And, and people are like, oh, I remember when, man, he had this one yeah. era that was great. Yes, was like, you want to go out in glory. He's like, so I just want it to be, he's going to do one more movie, that's it. Oh, doesn't Wonder. even have the idea for it yet, but oh. he's like, I'm just going to do one more. Oh. Yeah. Do you think it'll be about fat models and armadillos? I don't know. I don't know. I hope Maybe so. putting a dick on your forehead, mm -hmm. growing some tits. That'd be cool. Yeah. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. 
Hims.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Well, that's really interesting. I can't wait to hear it. It's cool. He's got a very interesting look. I like his face. I like looking at him. He's a very interesting looking guy. Yeah. Interesting mannerisms. Yes. Way of speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can tell you're talking to like a, a very unique individual. Very unique. Yeah. That's a uh, It has been nice having you back, Gene. Yeah, it's nice to be back. You've been gone for so long. You've been touring for what, 15 months now? I'm a road dog. <laughs> yeah, but you've been gone too long. Gone for a while. Too long, Gene. What's been your favorite part about being home? Oh, my God. I mean, just the nice routineness of it all. Yeah. Kind of nice. Taking a shit on your own toilet. Yeah, just being home. Being home. Yeah. Seeing the little dudes, playing with them. Yeah. They fuck me up every night. Oh, my God. Punch, kick, knees to the <laughs> back. They just beat the ever-loving shit out of me. Dude, I mean, even... As soon as I pin them down, they're like, you're hurting me. And I'm like, you're fucking hurting me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They just hurt. Yeah. I don't even think I told you this, but um, you were gone. I haven't told you this because I didn't want to make you, or maybe I did. Oh, anyway, I, I let them fuck around one day. I was too tired to even deal with it. And I hear them having a good time. And I was like, ah, shit. What did you fuckers do? Sure enough, I look up. There's banana in the chandelier. Banana up on the front entryway. And I'm talking like 20, 20, you know, we have high ceilings, Texas ceilings. And I'm like, there's fucking banana in my entryway. Are you out of your minds? I got so mad at them. Well, guess what? Mm. I, <laughs> I was like, how, how can I get rid of this? Someone had to come out and they're like, okay, we're going to clean the banana, but it's going to ruin the paint. So we have to repaint the entryway. <laughs> they're going to do it while we're gone. They fucked up. Fucking banana on my shand. Like banana. Do you, know, do you know what I did? Banana. Today? This, this, well, I didn't do this on Fuckers, They did that dude. on purpose. You know what I did on accident today? What? <laughs> I made myself a protein shake. Yeah. I put it on the passenger seat. I'm driving. It opens. I don't realize it. Oh, shit, bro. The entire shake. Fuck. The entire shake. Fuck, dude. So I'm just like. I'm uh, turning at one point and I just see a pool. <laughs> and I'm like, so I went back home, got a bunch of towels, uh, sopped it up, tried to clean. And then I, I look behind the seat. There's a pool behind the seat. <laughs> now it just smells like chocolate protein in our. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting when you do that. Spilling shake is the fucking worst. It was the worst. Just you, an open lid. Uh, do you remember when idiot. I wore a white sweater the other day? Yeah. And you actually you were like, you look nice, Gene. I'm like, I know I haven't worn a white sweater in six years yeah, because of our children. Right away, right away yeah. our, our youngest was like, put his yeah. dirty hand on it. I'm like, you fucker, dude. Yeah. Uh, so awful. Yeah. Did All I right. tell you that one time I spilled nail polish remover on my vag. Did I tell you this? What? I've told you this, haven't I? One time I was sitting on the toilet as a teenager and I was 
I had the nail polish remover bottle in between my legs, like in between my leg fat, you know, when I was taking a piss or shit. I think uh -huh. I was shitting. And I'm like, just cleaning nail polish remover off my nails. And the fucking bottle, dude, tips forward and spills nail polish remover all over my badge. How does that feel? Burned so bad. Ooh. So, <laughs> not here, get away. It's kind of hot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I panicked. I ran in the shower. I was like, I just burned my badge off. It was oh, pretty cool. Hot. Didn't burn off, but don't do that, okay? Don't do it, guys. You heard it here first. Don't do it. It's bad. All right, let's take a quick break. Okay, bye. And we're back, and joining us for the first time is my friend from Canada, the country oh, of Canada. Yeah. The great Phil Hanley is here, everybody. Phil? <laughs> Thank you. And he has a new special called Ooh La La. It's out on his uh, YouTube channel right now. Congratulations on oh, that. Oh, thank you. Um, how was that? Where'd you film it? At uh, the Comedy Cellar at the Village Underground. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, but okay. I changed it. I put a, It looks very different. You did a whole set design. Very expensive set design, yeah. Isn't that, that fun? That I paid for. How much, fun, <laughs> how much money you can spend on things like it's that? It's insane. I told yeah. them what I wanted, and then they're like, yeah, we're making it. And then, yeah, it was like almost six grand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's geez. crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah. What part of uh, Canada are you from? I'm from Ontario, but I started. Hey. Are you from? I was born in Windsor, Ontario. Are you serious? Eh? Yeah. Really? Wow. Windsor <laughs> is the place that Americans always, they're always like, oh, I've been to Windsor. And I'm like, it's not really the heart yeah, of Canada. <laughs> but uh, but then I started comedy in Vancouver, and that's where I'm at. We, we worked together. We worked at the Mix. Um, this is back in Phil's sweater vest days. Yeah. There's yeah. always a nice sweater vest on. <laughs> I did cashmere. I don't, yeah. I don't want to make a big deal. Yeah, man, it was yeah. always very, it was always like, I feel like he would be like, I'm not ready to get on stage yet, and then he would put it on and be like, yeah. now I'm ready. And it would be sweaters. Yeah. Um, I did that for, I did that until I moved to New York and then I would be doing like seller spots in the summer and you'd be running around the block and it would be so hot and I started wearing a t-shirt. I mean, you <laughs> fucking, you did it, dude. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not easy to move from Canada to New York do like, and really break in and, uh, and do the spots and like, get like you're in you well know? yeah thanks man like i it, yeah it's it's wild like i started i when i started comedy i watched the that seinfeld documentary comedian mm -hmm. and it would be seinfeld and colin quinn like hanging out in new york i was like i got to do it but vancouver is so far there's so, so many far. shitty gigs in between vancouver and new york city um but yeah and then you got to get like visas and green card and all that stuff i mean that's real perseverance though uh yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I, I just, yeah, I just kept trying. Like I would do all these gigs in Canada trying to get, you know, letters to get the green card and stuff like that. Well, the thing that I noticed, cause I, I, you know, we worked together a few times. I mean, we definitely ran yeah. in, in Vancouver a few times is how, how much you've evolved on stage. Cause I see clips of you constantly on Instagram. Okay. And you're like just this totally like different guy. Now. I mean, from what oh, I Oh, really? Well, yeah, you're so much. I mean, you should be if you're good yeah. because you 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 got you're so much more poised and relaxed and your your style is so much more conversational like you you grew. You grew like as a oh, comedian. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, we met each other so long ago that I remember one of the last conversations we had or a conversation we had that makes is you were talking about trying to get into the improvs. Oh my that's God. A long, yeah, that's a long ago. Oh I remember we were standing God. in the lobby and you were talking about like trying to get in there. So that, I mean, I, I remember that I first played the mix in 09. And um, yeah, and then I was probably trying to, I, I remember getting some of those gigs probably, 
I don't know, a year or so later. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was about to do Craig Ferguson for the first time and yeah. I was freaking out and, uh, you put me in touch with Ryan cause Ryan had just done Craig uh-huh. Ferguson and we call it you. Yeah. So it was really nice. Yeah. I'm glad, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see, I mean, and, and I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it is, I really respect coming from Canada, going to LA or New York, but just just going to another country and and trying to break into that system, I just feel like it's probably intimidating so as shit. So hard. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's thank you for saying. That. I don't think people realize how, what a pain in the end. Like, so you're like six years into comedy. I saved up all my money. Then you got to get a lawyer. Then you get like work papers, and they last for three years. Then you got to get more work papers. Then you got to like roll the dice with a green card. Yeah, it's it was. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of roommates. And then how about the actual um, comics? Like, were you? I mean, was it pretty standard? Were people cool to you right away? Uh, no. No. Like, I remember when I first moved to New York, and I had done, like, a couple things on American television, stuff like that, and I remember I had one name. I knew Rory Scoville and Vince Averill were the only two dudes I knew. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to, they. someone recommended me to this, like, basically an open mic, but they told me it was a show. I go down, there's five people in, like, some, like, basement in the East Village, and I say to the guy, I'm like, hey, you know, so-and-so said I'd come in and I just, you know, wanted, love to do a spot sometime. Even though I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is the worst show I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I'd love to do a spot sometime. And he goes, uh, yeah, send me a tape. No. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be no. brutal. What year is this? Yeah. This would be probably just after we met, like probably maybe like 2000 and like... 10 or something like that. And that's when you went to New York? Yeah, like I've been in New York around 10 years now, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. It was long, yeah. Wow, so you're like a New York, do you love New York? I do, yeah, I do love New York. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love New York. I wish it was close, like so far from Vancouver, like it's so far from my family, but. Yeah, I love going to Vancouver still. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it's great. I had great memories, dude. That club's not there anymore though, which that's is a bummer. such a bummer. I, I know. know, it was one of the best clubs. And it, it was uh, also like, the, it had like this, Almost like you felt because I would play it, you know, I'm, I'm visiting and it's a long week. The gig was not like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was yeah. like Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you felt like they were like your family. Absolutely. You know? By the end. Yeah. The club. Yeah. And I just I loved being there. Actually, you know, the last time I think I saw you was I was headlining the mix. So it was years after that. Mm-hmm. And you were there. There was the, like one UFC event in Vancouver. And ah, you were there. With Joe probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was a dude, there was like some weird, there was like a crazy guy in the front. It was, I, he went on, I was like, yeah, I'll go before uh, Joe Rogan, please. And so he, he, he closed the show and there was this insane guy in the front and he like was arguing with uh, Rogan and then like motion that he was going to like headbutt him or something like that. And then the doorman dragged him out. Do you remember this at all? As he was picking the guy up out of his seat, the guy grabbed the table. So all the bottles flew and all that shit. And then, like, we hung out afterwards. It's, like, an hour and a half later. I'm, like, leaving to go home, walk back to my parents' place. I'm walking up the stairs, and I see the guy, and he's, like, coming towards me. And I'm, like, fuck, why am I by myself? His neck is all red from being removed from the club. And I open the door, and I'm, like, oh, shit. And he goes, hey, man, great set. And I'm, like, oh, Jesus, okay, yeah. But he was all red. Do you know what I remember from that place? There was a – okay, you guys will have to bleep this. But there was a – there who loved me and like when i would come there the this dude was like a puppy to me. like he was like he was like hey tom like what do you need you know and i would always just be like oh you know just have my back if i need it yeah you know? and he loved if i needed his help 
he loved if I needed his help. And um, so one time, you know, somebody is, you know, just ruining the show. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, man. And it's like back and forth. And so finally, you know, you kind of go back and forth in those things. And then there's those moments where you're like, you got to go. Yeah. Right? So I see that dude come in. And he, he actually removed, he's a big guy. A, he's a, like a, a wide built, strong dude. Yeah, I know. The, I and, know. and he, he picks him up by his head. Like he puts his arm around the guy's head and he lifts him out of the chair by his head. So oh he, my gosh. He, he, he head cranks him like hard as fuck. Jeez. And drags him out by his head. And I, I remember even being like, holy shit. Right? Like he drags him out that way. And I was like, <laughs> Afterwards, I was like, how'd that go? He was like, oh, yeah, I got him out. I'm like, yeah, it looked like it. I'm like, I don't know if that guy's going to be able to walk anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't play the club for like a cycle, you know, like a year or something. And I come back and I'm in the lobby and I'm like, what's this here? And I notice that there's missing carpet. No. And they're like, oh, no. oh you know that dude? And I go, yeah. And they're like. He took some guy, he dragged some guy out, and he beat him here. And the blood soaked into the <gasps> carpet here. We had to cut the carpet out. And I was like, what? Dang. And they're like, yeah, we had to. Yeah. yeah. We had to spend it for a weekend. Him, we had to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. See, and like, people wonder why there are no more women in comedy. <laughs> and mean, it's because of shit like that. Like, Tom and I were at, we were at a really big show like a week ago. And even at like a huge venue, there's like drunk people. It was a totally different. I haven't been to a show in forever. Out. Like, we what the fuck who. is wrong with you? I know. I just it was a Chris Rock show, yeah. and we were like, oh my god! Like even at like a nice I have venue, been to been in the audience <laughs> in forever. Like where I go to watch yeah. a comic, yeah. And we're sitting there, yeah. Like, and you're like, what the fuck are you? I mean, at? just continuous. And then I actually, because you know, a lot of times on stage you go, well, that person <laughs> is ruining the show for the people around them. Yeah. Dude, you see the people go, can you guys knock it off? Like they're, they, they keep doing it. Like, and then they get up and they go get security, the sober people and go, I can't fucking hear the show. Then they get removed. Police come. Whoa. It's a yeah. whole thing, man. Wow. Drunks. Just for these drunk fuck. Then and that's Chris Rock. That's at like the highest the level. Highest show. level. You, is it sixty years you need to be to get respect? Like it's insane. <laughs> How it's, long do you have to be? It's crazy. And people pay a premium. This is a nice venue. Yeah. This isn't like the Chuckle Hut. Then fucking the, and then the people sitting next to that's us. What I'm saying like they start. They just do this thing where he hits a topic that they agree with him. They're just excited. They're just to excited hear about. about. So every. Eight seconds as he's doing so, he's doing the bit. You know, he makes his statement. Now it's like joke, joke, joke. Yeah, tell him. Or yeah, yes. And you're like, <laughs> or what? boo. Uh, yeah. No, I don't agree with that. Like, no one cares what you, you agree yeah. with or what you don't. No one cares what I, you have to say. I never had this perspective. <laughs> it's wild. Like it's it, and it made you go like, because I've always thought thought this that like the worst thing in the world. That, what ruins every show is just booze. Yeah. Booze yeah. ruins Too every yeah. fucking... And it, these people are just fucking shit. Well, how do we deal with these maniacs? Like, 
But you can tell when they're that ripped going in. I can yeah. tell. My new rule is if you heckle me before the mic comes out of the stand, you're gone. Because yeah. mm. you're going to be a nightmare. I've learned yeah. that over the years. And I did that two weeks ago. I was in San Diego. And I walked on stage. I didn't take the mic out. And a guy yells, lame. I hadn't even, the music is dying out. Lame. And I go, I go, you got to leave, man. Like, but the mic wasn't, the mic was still in the stand. I'm yeah. like, he's got to go. Done. So they kick him out. And uh, then they leave his his girlfriend or wife, who now is a little bitter towards me. Sure. And she she starts yelling, he was only joking. Oh, God. You got to go, too. Got to go. Yeah. Bang. Go. Gone. Yeah, yeah. gone. With the mic's not even out? I've had two crazy ones in the last month. Oh, yeah? In the last month. One was, we have the video of the guy being thrown out. It was in, it was in Canada, the first one. Where? It was in London. Oh, okay. Uh, it was the late show. We did two shows there. And we could tell because when the opener's on, you're like, oh, this, this is... There's somebody, this guy keeps yelling, yelling. They're trying to find where he is because it's just like theater venue. And they're like, we don't know where he is. And so my tour manager has a good idea. He goes, you know what I'm going to do? He goes, when you go on stage, they turn on the house lights. He goes, I'm going to leave the house lights on for like five more seconds just because I know he's going to pop off. <laughs> good instinct. It was good instinct. And so when I walk out, lights come on, wave, you know, grab the mic. And as he fucking, ah, and they go, that's where he is. <laughs> so they they start going over there. Now, I'm not even paying attention to him, right? I mean, I, I have to God. I have to say something because he says something again, so I'm just, you know, I forget what I say. Yeah. I just kind of jab him back, but it's like playful. Yeah. And then I keep going the show, and he does something again. So I just make another comment about how much fucking attention do you need? Yeah. You know? And then... Like chaos, like chaos starts. Whoa. And um, and then he's screaming something. And then somebody go, from that area goes, you're throwing out the wrong guy. Mm. And I go, oh, no. I, I go, I'm not throwing anybody out. Like that, it's, there's literally a wall of security up there. Yeah. I'm like, you, you have to deal with them. Yeah. This is not on me now. Guy keeps screaming. Well, my guys end up recording them throwing this guy out right he's throwing a fucking tantrum and what he's mad about is that the guy who was causing the big disturbance was another guy's brother and they ended up throwing them both out and the one guy's like he's a good guy he keeps saying he and we, we think that he's talking about himself like, yeah was he referring to himself <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he yeah. nah. and he's like no he goes he's a good guy you're throwing him he's a, he's not a bad guy you're, you're throwing out a nice guy and we're like dude he's ruining the show yeah for everybody i mean it's just it just happens to the point and it just makes you i don't know after a while you're just like the fuck do you have to do up here just shut the fuck shut up the fu and, and it's not he's a nice guy. whatever he's Who not cares? in a place where he can sit and watch comedy he can't so then this is not for him tonight. Yeah. Anyway, that is it's so sad. Uh, but I wanted to bring up, you are writing a book, a memoir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I read your book, Tom. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. It was really, and, but Appreciate you got it. to write essays. I wanted to write a book of essays and then we kind of sold it and stuff. And then they said, yeah, it's going to be a memoir. And I'm like, oh boy. But uh, yeah, it's about dyslexia. So it's, I'm dyslexic. So it's, yeah, it's uh, quite an endeavor, but yeah, to be someone with dyslexia to write a book, how fantastic. Yeah, but it's a it's the positive 
like if I wasn't dyslexic, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. I wouldn't yeah. be doing comedy. I wouldn't be. So it's the positive. The first couple chapters while I'm in school is a little grim, but then it's a very, it's a positive outlook on like, I'm basically grateful to be dyslexic because I wouldn't have the life that I have now if it wasn't for Why dyslexia. do you say that? Why do you, why do you feel that way? Well, because um, I just think that if I wasn't dyslexic, I would have done what all my friends did. I would have gone through high school. I would have, a lot of them went to the same college in Canada and then I would have, you know, I'm, I'm from a really small, I'm basically from Windsor only on the other side. Okay. Uh, it's called Oshawa. It's like a mini kind of Detroit. Auschwitz? Uh, yes. Similar place. Oshawa? Yeah. Oshawa. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I just think I would have, I just would have done a regular route. It wouldn't have crossed my mind to like, cause I, they went to, they went to college and then I applied for a job at the convenience store across <laughs> from my high school, which would have proved <laughs> all the teachers right when they were like, yeah, you're really not going to do anything. And then I ended up, I moved to Europe. I, they went to college. I, I moved to Europe and I, I'm, I don't know if you, I, I modeled in Europe for like four years. What? Yes. Well, they went to, well, they went to college and then you that. Modeled you modeled in Europe? Yes. And in that Europe? led me to uh, comedy. Yeah. How did modeling lead to? Yeah. What? Well, it, because I, I was really embarrassed. Like there was a time. There, so there was a brief moment in time where I was really skinny. I think I weighed like 120 pounds. Had As long, you should to be a model. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the time, but male models are supposed to be, look like male models, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was a brief period where they wanted kind of like druggy looking people, oh, like the heroin cheek. Yeah, yeah. And, and you so, fit that. Uh, yeah. They were like, we're, I have a joke in my, uh, my uh, special where I said they, they were looking for guys that look like they do drugs. I'm like, I can do you one better. Like I was like fully <laughs> trained, fully uh, high. And, um, yeah, so I, that's, so I'm, yeah, I modeled for four years. And Wait, then, but tell us, we, you can we have some, pictures? Can we, we, gotta, we Google we these gotta, photos? Uh, I can show you pictures afterwards or I can, yeah, I can show you Send pictures. Them on my gotta, phone. Wait, what is it like to be, where are you living when you moved? Uh, I, I lived in Milan. You're supposed to live in Milan <laughs> oh when you start. Oh but, but. Who I, are you, Phil? But I, like, you're supposed to live in Milan, but I liked London a lot better. So I would, I was based. <sighs> no, those are all stand up pictures. Yeah. Those are stand. There, there's nothing on. There's no uh, modeling pictures. But I, I can show you. I can. I can send you one. Okay. Is that you on the runway? That that was just photoshopped from. Oh, okay. That oh, wait, that really top funny. left one there. Uh, I mean. Yeah. No. That's that's stand up acting. Yeah, but that's pretty close that's to your modeling days. Left. Uh, that's my first comedy special I did in Canada. Way too soon. I shouldn't have done it, but. It's kind of a Rick Springfield thing I got going okay, on. Okay. I got that sweater vest that you like. I told you, dude. <laughs> uh, so wait a minute. You go to Milan. Yeah. And I mean, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, dude, right? Dude, I know. I knew, I knew nothing. And I knew the only reason I was there was because I couldn't fucking read. And my parents were just like, they were worried I was going to stay in my hometown. So they're like, yeah, that sounds great, dear. Go to so you show up in Europe. Milan and did you just sleep on couches? Because you don't you yeah, don't do you get know paid do as a go. model. You don't. Well, okay. So what happened was uh, I was in New York visiting a friend who was a model and like she was extremely successful. And through her, I met people that were like, "Oh, you should model." And I really had nothing else going on, so I was like, "Okay." So they, <laughs> the first thing you do is you go to Milan for like the fashion shows, and I went. And it was like heroin chic was a thing, but it hadn't really caught on fully. So I was like the only skinny dude with long hair in Italy. Everyone's all buff. Everyone's buff. And I would go on these castings and the, the clothes were too big. And I just looked like it was like I was surrounded by everyone I didn't like in high school. And, yeah. um, and we know you live in like a modeling like residence. Wow. Yes. And then um, <laughs> so you go to these editions, you walk around for like 13 hours a day, like showing your book and these like you know, Valentino looks at your book and is like, thank you. 
type thing. And they, I heard that you don't get actual money, that you just get to keep the clothes for runway. Uh, there, no, we got, you get money, but there would be some jobs, uh, like smaller, like up and coming designers would. Did uh, you ever pick a book, a big one? Like, did you ever get one where you're like, oh, I got a fucking amazing one? Today? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Like, so the first year, everything didn't fit. I was like super bombed. All the other guys actually looked like models, like we're like ripped. And, uh, and then I booked Armani. Wow. Yes. And it was like, I remember coming to my agency and my, my, the agent who kind of booked me just because he, it felt like he heard that like this was the new trend or whatever, but he so was more attracted to the, he was like a gay dude. He was yeah. way more, he's like measuring the other guys and stuff like that yeah. with me. He'd just be like, ah, oh, Bella and yeah. nothing. So I book Armani and I'm like the toast of the agency in the morning. I go to Armani, I get there. The clothes, I'm like, I'm like, couldn't read terrible at sports mm. i this was like felt like okay i finally found something yeah. that i could do i get to armani it's the day before the show you go in it's like his compound it's like all marble and beautiful and go put on the clothes the clothes were so fucking big it's like when you're no. a kid and you're trying your dad's suit jacket no. dude i was like horrified so i'm backstage the they have like a dresser for you she's like this fashion student i could see like her pupils are huge she's like never seen this before First outfit, gray suit, mesh tank top. It's like hanging down. Like it looks so comical. The sunglasses felt big. They send me out to walk down the runway and I turn down and it's Armani and all his like assistants and stuff. There's like 12 people. And I know I'm like holding my pants up. I know this is not going to fly. They start laughing as I'm walking down. I'm standing there. They're like telling jokes in Italian. I'm like, oh, this is the worst. I go backstage. I'm like, they're just going to send me home. And, you know, they go outfit two. The woman, the dresser goes outfit two. I had to do that six times. All the shit did nothing fit. So they fired me. I was so <gasps> bummed. Yeah. Uh, it's not your fucking fault. No, it's not my, well, I kind of lied about my sizes on my uh, composite card. Um, just to, like, I thought I'd exaggerate a little bit to be like kind of model size uh, and it backfired. But so I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But then the next season I did, like I ended up getting to do Armani, uh, a bunch of times. That's pretty cool. Uh, afterwards, because the, uh, they, they kind of, the clothes started fitting or whatever. How does a modeling wow. stint like that, because you're young, I assume, when you when you go, right? You're mm -hmm. super young? Yeah, I was like 19 or something. So like how that. does it end? Like, how do you go, I'm, I'm not well, doing this anymore? See, I, I like was so embarrassed the whole time. Like even when I, I was like working or doing like big shows, or like I did like Armani and Dolce Gabbana, like I did do big shows, but um I was like, this is weird. Like I didn't, I wasn't super comfortable. Like yeah. I went from like swimming with a t-shirt on at a pool party to being a model. Like I was not yeah. comfortable. And, but then I would meet all these people like designers and photographers. You'd meet a photographer. He's like, yeah, I got my first camera when I was five. This has been my dream my whole life to shoot fashion. And I was like, fuck, I want to do something that I, you know, am like passionate about. And uh, I booked a commercial. I booked this like Pontiac commercial and like Sylvester Stallone was like the voice and it paid well. It was like a big ad. And I got that money. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to run with this dough. So uh, I moved home after that. I booked like a big job and then moved home and then started. Uh, I took some improv classes and then started stand up. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think That's... you might be the first runway model turned comic I've ever heard yeah. of. Yeah, this is runway model. That's really impressive. And did you have to learn how to do like a sassy walk? I was so bad. No, because I was like, I mean, I guess there's, I was like, okay. There's a few too now that like you can see like these real handsome dudes 
or like real pretty girls. Yeah. That are, and you know, you'll see them like on Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, whole, like on, on stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm saying like exceptionally good looking. Yeah. And you're just like, oh man, this is, you had, you got your gift. It's not this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Too it was, hot. It, uh, yeah, like I never, like no one ever suspected that I was a model. It's based on the shock on both of your faces when it came up. No, right? no. Well, I, no, because your beard, I can't even see your face. You're you can covered. tell you're a good looking dude. Yeah. I mean, model though is something like, well, also, you know, in today's world, you know, you can be fucking, uh, you can be missing a fucking ear and be yeah. 280 pounds. And people are like, yeah, look at this model. She's, yeah. on, she's on the cover of Victoria's Secret. <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. yeah. No, there was a brief period and I, I just fit it that time very well because i had long hair and i was like super skinny wow perfect so cool did you ever get like some really top tier modeling puss like uh days? well there's a chapter in my book called top tier modeling puss really yeah, oh. no, i'm just kidding no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean it feels like as a model uh, well no like generally like models would date like musicians and like athletes and stuff right uh i guess there was a i had a couple uh fun evenings but like nothing yeah, yeah. Insane. I lived in like, so you're supposed to either live in Milan or Paris and I loved London. So I lived in London and just kind of all my friends weren't fashion people. Really? Yeah. He turned into a comic. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. You know what? I took an improv class after that commercial and I got the first time I made the class laugh and it was in this like weird British church basement. I got made the class laugh and I was like, holy fuck, this feels like just like making my friends laugh. Did you have that moment sure. where you're like, this feels the same as making my friends or my family laugh at the dinner table or whatever. It's the best. Yes. I, I had no, I thought making people laugh only felt good if you knew them. Yeah. But it feels good if they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Strangers. Yeah. It's, the feeling is unlike any other. Yeah. That's when you know it's a calling though, right? It's yeah. like, if you get that in a public setting and you're like, you're locked in, you're yeah. like, oh, I can't let this go. Yeah. It yeah. was such a eureka moment. I was like, fuck, this just feels the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing improv and, um, yeah, like innately, A, being decent at it and then loving it and yeah. then being like, this is so fucking corny. Like, I remember being like, I wish I could just say stuff I want to say because there's too many rules. Yeah. And then you go out on your own and you say some crazy shit and then that gets a dick thing where you're like, I can just be an asshole and I get rewarded. This yeah. is fucking great, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's the greatest. It is the greatest. Um, just drunks. so I know we already said it, but I want to remind people... You shot the special. You put it on YouTube. I've been the biggest advocate of this movement yeah. of comics putting the specials up. I think it's a brilliant thing to do, like it, to put your special. In. You, everyone has YouTube. Everyone can access YouTube. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to do this. No, and it, it feels empowering because you, like when I started, that wasn't a thing. And you just sit and you hope that some booker from a festival likes you. It's the worst. Yeah, and if they don't have the same taste... Yeah. In your comedy. And they're or, just some fucking guy. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so it does feel empowering to, to, uh, yeah, to be able to just do it and put it up yourself. And then no, you're not like working on an hour thinking, God, I hope someone buys this. You're like, well, I'll just do it again then. Yeah. You know, just keep doing it. You yeah. can do it forever. You can build a, a fucking catalog of specials. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking rad. So fucking rad. You've been putting clips up of your stand up. Yeah. I've been trying to post a lot of clips. That's great. I mean, you're good. That's why it's great. It's, oh, thank you. Well, because it's not so great when some people do it. No. Yeah. That's yeah. True. There's people putting up their clips where I'm like, you're, you shouldn't be doing this. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't understand that. I was so, I waited years. I think it's, years. I think it's, yeah. e I think it's ego. Yeah. Right. It's like you see people doing it and then you're like, 
oh, I'm a comic. I could put it up. Quick. It's like, no, no, no. But you're, you're not being, you're not able to see this yeah. clearly. No. Like, objectively. You're, you're, your stuff is not at that level yet. No, there's no laughter in that clip. That should be a sign. It's a, it's a bad, it's a, I mean, I, re, I remember uh, Sarah Silverman gave that advice yeah. on something. A few, a few years ago, I saw her say it and she was like, you know, when you post something like you, you really want to make sure that it's ready to post. Yeah. Right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, we missed the generation because of our age where and I'm, maybe I would have made the same mistake, you know, but like, I mean, I look back at like, you know, we would get tapes and you had nowhere to send it. A tape you'd send to a booker, right? Yeah. But putting that stuff up online, it's like, oh my God, dude, you're going to regret that. It's so you know, mortifying. Like if you keep doing it. It's yeah. Like, and there's people, I mean, people send me shit some, or they'll tag me and they're like, hey, I just did my third set. And I just put, I'm like, you want to take Don't that do down, that. dude? It's insane. Like, I've always been so, probably maybe even too conservative. Like, when I, someone offered to vote for me at the cellar, I waited a full year. I was like, I want to be in New York City for a year just learning and Before getting. Before I go in. Yeah. yeah. I always, I always wait and wait. And it's yeah. the same with like, comics like i'll say that to people if they're like yeah i didn't get picked for jfl this year i'm like that's amazing it's because great. work your ass off and then get picked you'll get picked next year and your act will be so, so much, much better. better yeah or yeah. they'll keep picking you know nikki glazer or amy schumer over year year after year and then one day you'll be like fuck jfl <laughs> hypothetically hypothetically i'm just saying <laughs> that could be a scenario <laughs> Well, Nikki Glazer and I were uh, new faces together, class of 2007. How, how's it going? I was not. There's a lot of people that got uh, shunned <laughs> by. Yeah, show business. It's but funny. here's the thing. It's yeah. still, it's, it's back to what we were just saying. It is just somebody in the room that day. I mean. That's what I'm saying. I remember. And the, not people that are often, on, they're not on your team. Maybe you remind them of the bitch that dumped them in high school. 100%. Maybe you're the ex-wife to them. Maybe they hate their mommies. Who the, f you know how you many. You pull bullet. Huh? You, you do like those competitions or the showcase and you pull bullet and everyone's like taking their coats oh, off. The first, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you fuck that way. I mean, when I look back, what was it? I have this, my, my first boss said to me, I had dinner with him a while back and he's like, Christina, I gotta tell you, the odds were against you. The odds were against you, but you hung in there and you did it. You fucking did it. And he goes, and I know because I was there from the beginning. And I was like, yeah, dude. Like so many people were like, not you, not you, bitch. But look, they can yeah. suck my dick now. What's Absolutely up, bitch? Absolutely, they can suck your dick. Shout out. Hey, by the way, I wanted to give a shout out. He's, he's passed. Bud Friedman died. Did you hear this? Yeah, I did hear that. Bud came up to me one time and Melrose um, when I did a, a short set there and he was like, why do you have to curse so much? Oh, You're a yeah. funny guy. I've been told that too. Like, oh, really? Cursing yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's an old mouth. school dude, but he was super sweet about it. And I worked <sighs> with his daughter a number of times. She's a, you know, she worked in stand-up Zoe. Um, super sweet. Uh, but but man, yeah, he was, a, he was a pioneer for sure. Yeah, I, I, but I can't tell you how happy I am that comedians can take their careers into their own hands now and let the audience decide whether yeah. or not you're good at this. Not just a handful of, of grumpy people who failed as artists. The other good. side of that JFL thing, though, is you can also get, um, and it could be anything in show business, get something that you're like, there's no way I just got that. And that happened to me where I showcased and bombed so fucking hard. I mean, so hard. It was like, 
one of the rounds of showcasing uh, at the Laugh Factory. And I remember Moshe was there. And I was like, ooh. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, that wasn't good. And then they, the next day they were like, yeah, they'd like to have you at the... And I was like... Really? Yeah. That's amazing. But it, it actually just went to show that it wasn't even about the set or about... It was just like whatever connections were there. I don't know. My manager at the time and whoever's like... It's all... Yeah, it's political. Yeah, he's ready. And they were like, okay. I mean, the guy saw me eat shit. Well, I would like to think that they know enough about comedy to be like, oh, he's great. The crowd's funky, but I, I never give them that credit. I I remember I, I was submitting a tape to Late Night, and they okayed like eighty percent of the tape, and they just said add like switch out these jokes. So I switched it, and I sent in a tape from a club, but the crowd wasn't mic'd, so you could hear laughter, but it sounded like far. But I'm like, well, the rest of the set's okay, and they you can tell that's the problem. But you can hear laughter, but it's it sounds low because the crowd's not mic'd. But I'm like. Anyone who has been in the business for like six months would know yes. what's going on. Yeah. And then his, the note was, yeah, it didn't sound like he was doing that well. Oh, my God. And then, and then so un-okayed all the other bits. I'm like, how do you have a job? It's crazy. It's insane. It's Idiots. insane. Yeah. I know, dude. They're not um, comics. I want to go back to this dyslexia stuff because we, oh, we got sidetracked with modeling because we want to be in your modeling world. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send you guys pictures. So, oh, my God. So <laughs> how much... like? When did it, did you work to the point where, at, you know, I, I don't know, like, were you taught a specific way that you could read? Or no. That, no. No. For me, and, and dyslexia, like, they say dyslexia, and it, and it affects people very differently. But for mm -hmm. me, I can't identify a symbol with a sound. So I couldn't read, like, I know your last name, mm -hmm. but I, there's no way, if I hadn't heard it out loud a bunch of times, there's no way I could read it. Like, last names I can't read, street names I generally can't read, because they're just words I've never seen. What so, about a magazine or article? A, or a magazine article, I could read it because I would have memorized most of the words in the article, but if, but if there's a word that I've never seen before, so I can read words that I've memorized and then compound words. So words that are made up of two, like I, if the street, if it was Greenwood street, I could read that. But if it was like whatever street we're on now, I've never seen that word. So, so I wouldn't be able to read it. No, I would just, it would, it would almost be like drawing. I would I, t today for me to get the Uber here, I had to take write it, write down your address, then like draw it, like spell it out. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's tough, but in dyslexia also affects like the more I'm learning about it, that like it affects like organization, which it like I struggle with. It, it affects a lot. It can affect eye hand coordination. It can affect like depth perception. It can affect a lot of things. Yeah, interesting. And so sorry, how did you eventually learn to read? Just through memorizing words and you can write obviously uh, yeah I, I i yes i can write but it's like i mean my set lists are mocked daily yeah by comics because it's always like what the hell it's like that you're but you know what poor. you're looking at i pretty much yeah but i i like i i would spell like say the word dyslexia is a word that i i cannot spell it's a complicated word i know you think they call it something easier yes for dyslexia yeah, or like a number <laughs> uh a symbol yeah. any um, do you write by the way when you write in the book you write by hand or on a computer uh i i've like learned the type but they didn't like when i was in high school they just put me in special ed <sighs> and, and I was really good in math. I was like, we were looking, I was at home. I was like looking at my testing with my mom and like I excelled in math. I was like reading at like a non-existent level, but my math was like a few grades ahead. But because I was dyslexic, they just put me in basic everything. 
So yeah, like yeah, it was school was miserable, terrible. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I've read randomly over the years all these random, incredibly high achieving dyslexic people. There's yeah. like the list is wild. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like uh, Richard Branson, Albert Einstein. Steven uh, Edison, Spielberg, Thomas Edison, Steven Spielberg, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I read. Like I, I'm a big uh, Grateful Dead fan, and Bob Weir, one of the members yeah. of the Dead, is yeah. dyslexic. And so, when you watch him play guitar, you're just like, "Whoa, yeah, that is really that's dyslexia." Do you know what I just heard about? I think it's him that he is a big Golden State Warriors fan. Do you know this? Yeah, he yeah he's a, he all the San Francisco teams, but that during the shows, during shows, if the Warriors are playing, he has a feed. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I had, he, he'll watch the game. I had no... So uh, on stage, he'll be playing and look down, and then they'll be like, what the fuck's he doing? And like he's watching the game right oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had no idea, but I did see pictures of them when they were in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah there's that famous picture of Bobby. Uh, yeah, on on uh, on the court. Yeah, yeah, so when I found out he was... Because I've been a dead fan since I was a kid. When I found out he was dyslexic, it was just... Because they'd always be like, Tom Cruise is dyslexic. And I'm like, oh, so I'm going to be in fucking Top Gun? Like, what does that mean yeah. to a kid? It means zero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, they, it's a special... Um, we excel in different things. But data, school is not for us. Nightmare. Yeah. It's The way it's designed is 100% not for us. Well, because it's mostly reading based so if you're reading if it's hard for you to read if you can't read well then how are you going to learn science how are you going to learn history how are you going to learn other languages yeah, they're just gonna be like we'll just keep trying to read man yeah, they, they, yeah. tom they, that's what they yeah. said to me from yeah. grade from kindergarten all the way to grade yeah. 12 they were just like and uh they would do that thing where like so i would be in special ed and then they would let you go to like other classes and that's fucking horrible it was horrible. they would go okay so we're going to read from page 10 to 20 and then talk about it so i would just sit and I would pick like a medium, not like the smartest kid, but like kind of mid-level. And when he would turn the page, I would turn the page. And oh. then they'd be like, let's talk about it. And I didn't know this. I didn't get any info from here. And then and then you got to like try to like shoot the shit about it. It was insane. Crazy. Yeah. It's That's brutal. so hard. It's, and I, when did they start being able to identify dyslexia in children? I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think like now it's really changed where... People are actually going like, I think it'll get to the point where like companies are like looking for a dyslexic to like head a team. For or, sure. Because we we're good at like big picture stuff. It's the details that like we struggle with. And like when we read, a dyslexic reads, when you guys read, it's like the front of your brain. That's where like all this goes. For us, it's the back of our brain. It's like a whole different thing. We have a whole different But what's brains. fascinating is that other parts of your brain thrive. You know, like you, there's like some yeah. adjustment that's happening. Yeah, which which makes sense. But there's like, um, it's hard because there, there, I have tried to read like kind of like scientific type books about it. It's it's tough for me. But there are, there are like, like pillars in your brain and uh, non-dyslexic, they're closer together. And a dyslexic, they're further apart. Like mm -hmm. there are areas that we will excel at. But it's tough because if you're like made to feel stupid, which... There's no way you're not going to be made to feel stupid yeah. for the first, like from five to 18, then it's hard to get out there unscathed and be like, yeah, I'm going to apply my special brain to something else because your self-esteem. So it's for dyslexic parents, for parents of a kid, it's just maintaining self-esteem. And I don't know how my parents did that 
but they somehow did that. They did maintain yours. Yeah, they maintained mine. Like my dad would be like, because they would say that I was like, they would flat out say he's dumb oh. and want to fail me. And my dad would always be like, come home from work, just be like, God damn it, you're smarter than them. And then like leave the room. So, but my mom would like patiently like go in and be like, no, no, he is smart. He's just struggling. And they, they couldn't figure out. So I was around like 10. So it was like five years and not knowing what was going down. And then around 10, they identified me as dyslexic. But, uh, they really didn't do much. Like they, they, my first grade five was the first time they put me in special ed and we weaved, we were weaving. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? How am I going to apply? So now I can't read. And the only ability I have weaving. is like, yeah, but your weave game strong. My weave Are you game selling is those unbelievable. Yeah. It was like crazy. <laughs> we made like placemats. Isn't that funny? By the way, I learned that a long time ago that the Canadians say grade five. I know. Grade eight, grade, grade five. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, so I would always, I remember is what something I caught on so that whenever I go to Canada still like to this day, I, I made a, I had a, a joke in my act in this hour where I was like, Oh, my son. And I would go, he's in grade one instead of first grade. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, because it's one of the, it's something that's so small, but it's so telling. So yeah. Like if you say grade five here, people grade five, <laughs> yeah. but like, he, you know, dork. but the same is probably the same there. You say fifth grade people. Are like, that's a fucking weird way to say that. Yeah, well, I will. I Canadians can, can uh, adapt to the way Americans speak better than I think Americans. Because we watch sense. so much American sure. television, so many movies and stuff. Yeah. But I will blow someone's mind if I, I, in my act, I always have to do it the American way. Yeah. And because I'm dyslexic, I can't differentiate the different two ways right now. But yeah. I'll bust out a grade, I say grade five, right? You yeah. guys say, yeah, I'll bust out a grade five on a late show and it'll be just <laughs> baffled. Like people are like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Running for the door because like they're, they're they're like, who says <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, they don't know what's going down. Yeah, put it together. Hey, let's let's live in the mood. I don't know if this guy's dyslexic, but something's going on, I think, okay? Got a brand new jar of peanut butter. Yeah, I know him. We need to warm it up. Guess what? Make it all nice and relaxed. Yeah. Just don't want to jump right into it. No. It's a brand new jar. smell of virgin peanut butter. It, he does have a point. Yeah. It is fun. He what? He does have a point. It's fun. It's not this fun, it. though. It's not this erotic. No. Mm, virgin peanut butter tastes the best. Virgin peanut butter. <laughs> nice, pure peanut butter. Can't wait till tomorrow. Why? What's tomorrow? Well, it's um, not virgin anymore. Guess what? What? He has since been banned. What? From, from the tech, talk? Yeah, from TikTok. Why? The know. injustice. These people don't know talent. <laughs> I've been following this gentleman's work for a long time. I, I'm not familiar with him. Go ahead and tell her. Well, tell her. he's into PB and he does get erotic with okay. it. Yeah. He's ready to find out if I'm a good kisser or not. <laughs> oh, boy. Free of charge. Ooh, oh, oh. Free? Who doesn't like free stuff? Okay, guys. I need your help. Okay. I really need to find a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, we knew that was coming. So everybody that's 18 and older, can you please send my That's nice that he went for an adult. To your yeah. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> send a link to your ex-girlfriend. Oh. Oh, I was usually afraid that like was going to happen in the first clip. Yeah. Man. One more day till the magic happens. What's the magic, though? I'm trying to remember. One more day till Friday. Oh, it's Friday. You all know what happens on Friday? He, he looks... puts his dick in it, I think, on really? Friday. Does he? I think he does put his peener in it. 
I think he intimates that he puts his dick in it. I thought if it was I'm just not that mistaken. old trope of Friday, you know, Friday. the weekend's here. Like one of those things. Yeah. LOL. I didn't know my dick's coming in the jar. <laughs> well, he is shirtless licking peanut butter. Yeah. He it's kept referring, he, he was sexualizing it when he was referring to it as virgin. Yeah, he It's was. Saturday now. It's and he also now. repeated it. It's about to go down, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. It's Friday night. Okay, so we made it to Friday. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's gonna He's going to fuck the it, peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, he, maybe that's when he went all the way with the peanut butter. Is that could, what? Have been, it could have been the last thing he did, and then yeah. they were like, no more for you. Yeah. I can't believe he's been. You know, what happens, though, is a lot of times these people come right back with a brand new account. And I think if he can figure that out, He'll be all right. He'll be back. Yeah. They don't always figure it out fast, but. Um, uh, this is supposed to Cobra be Cobra something... Tate's back on talk, by the way. Cobra is? Yeah. I just emailed with him. You did? What's yeah. the story? Is he going to come in or what? Um, he's in Romania still? No, he's not going to come in. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to chat with him. He's so intense. It's so fun to have a relationship with somebody that people hate so much. <laughs> Who's I don't know Cobra Andrew Tate. Tate. Oh. oh, Andrew Tate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on the show, um, and it it, uh, it was, he was introduced to a lot of people by his appearance on this show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people credit us. With, oh, that's that's yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, we broke yeah. him, and um, so many people hate him so much, and we, <laughs> we could not find somebody more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, he was seriously it's a delight. like uh, he, so fun. Knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, like he was, and he's articulate. He's funny. He makes good interesting points and well and look is it his it was, was a showman he but, was a showman but is it know? his fault that women are dumb bitches women are fucking stupid there's a lot of men know. out there that agree yeah i mean i don't know it's a lot of girls to just shut the fuck up you know i don't understand why every woman's a fucking stupid idiot i just feel like he <laughs> nailed that point well you know i, I was on kfc radio a while back yeah. on barstool yeah and we were talking about what comes first like the the tater the egg like is it is it his fault that there are droves of men upset with women or did he just galvanize an already existing group? And, he did. And it's like, it's like the same old shit with Tom Lankas. Remember Lankas? Like, oh, dump yeah. that bitch. It's, yeah. it's an act that's been around for a long time. And you don't, I mean, the difference now is that people go, we need to shut this voice down. Yes. As opposed to, Let it we be. need to ignore Who this cares? person. Yeah. So that's the difference in the trend. The trend used to be like, that guy's a clown, if you think yeah. so. Yeah. Let him be an so idiot. So I won't listen to him. Well, it wasn't even an option before to shut anyone down. No. Because you, you're Why like, well, you? how can you shut someone down? Where... It's irrational. Yeah. It's like when, I always feel too, it's like, there's nothing more Stupid. fun than talking shit about another comic. Right? Yes. Like, it's, it's the most fun thing yeah, in the world. <laughs> but when people go like, oh my God, and they, they hate this comic so much. I'm talking about like, not even other comics, but like, people are just like, I can't fuck, I hate, you know, yeah. you're like, yeah, dude, don't buy tickets. Yeah, just don't just watch this stuff. Yeah. What are you doing? It's pretty simple. Just like, go find someone you like. Put all that energy into someone you like. Yeah. Like, but also, if you hate that one person telling jokes so much, comedy's probably not for you. Like, it's yeah. not your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if it's that triggering. I know. He's joking. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I also, I don't know. I don't believe when they, when it gets to that point where someone so hates a comic that much. I'm yeah. like... I think what happens is a part of you kind of likes this guy or something. You yeah. Know, you're mad at yourself. Absolutely. Well, I yeah. forget who it was that said, a hater is just a fan in waiting. Yeah. Just wait. I forget who it is. Oh, these girls on a podcast said it once. I thought that was so true. Because yeah. I've hated people, like hated people, and then now I'm a fan. Really? Yeah. There's a few people on the show. Someone pointed out a few people that I used to fucking really hate really? on the show. Like talking. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? Wasn't there someone very recently I talked mad shit on? 
And then they pointed out that I'm a huge fan now. Maybe that happened somewhere else. But yeah, it's happened. You change. People changes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And you grow up, and you're like, yeah, why do I hate them so much? That yeah. does. You could like not like someone's act, and then meet them, and they're a really nice person. Then all of a sudden, yeah. their act not fucks, so bad. That fucks yeah, you up. So yeah, it's yeah. So oh, it's bad. the worst. And you got to like tell your friends you've been talking shit about the person for yeah. for years. You're like, yeah, yeah. I maybe jumped the gun on that. So true. If they're especially if they're like. Uh, really amazing in person. Yeah. Like great person. Then you're oh, like, man. fuck, I'm yeah. shit. Fucking volunteers. Yeah. But the other side is that like, you like, you can meet somebody that you like and their act is terrible and then you're like, oh God. Oh, that's that's worse. That is really hard. That it's is tough. really, really tough. It's very tough. And then you're, you kind of want to go, just stop doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to rewrite. You're like, look, I've been spitballing some of your premises. Yeah. And here's a different way to go. Or yeah. to, um, do you ever like to horrify yourself sometimes? Like, do you ever like to think bad thoughts just for the thrill of thinking the bad thought? Like, I will sometimes think of old jokes of mine. Like, I wrote the first four years in comedy, like, just to feel the embarrassment. Like, oh <sighs> like just to kind of, like, I cry. I that. I've never, I've never been down that road. You don't do that, like, just no. to torture yourself I a little. You're it. like, I like to oh, separate from fuck. that. I yeah. want to push that so far away. <laughs> yeah. I do it sometimes. It's just a... I can't watch myself from uh, like a year ago. Oh like, my God. Oh. Yeah, it's hard. I hate listen, yeah. yeah. And it was so funny that um, we talked about this, that when we were hanging out with Chris Rock and we're like, how's it going? He's like, you know, there's people here. Like, this is before the show. He's like, I guess people, you know, I guess I'm all right. I don't know. Like, and you're like, you you talk like this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even you yeah. do this? No, because yeah. we walked in and we were like, we're so excited to see your new son. He's like, don't be. It's I'm terrible. It's yeah. all bad. Same and I was like, shit. and wow. both of us were like, oh my God, Chris Rock hates himself yeah. too? How fun is that? And we that? even told yeah. him, we're like, we're so excited that you hate your own stuff too. Yeah. Well, that's also a sign that someone's good. I hope you know? so. Yeah. As if they're like, wait till you see what's about to happen. <laughs> Yeah. How could you imagine? I'm blow your fucking mind. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Atel, you'll see, like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Atel will be at the cellar. You'll watch him. You'll be like, that's the greatest Aww. thing that he's the, no one's going to be yeah. better, yeah. funnier, so funny. quicker. That's the bet. And then, yeah. And then, you know, you'll be like, oh, that was great. And you'll be like, uh, you know, like you tell it, he was not like over the moon with the set or whatever. You're yeah. just like, how is that possible? Yeah. Or he'll mm. be, the few times that I've seen him, he'll be thrilled with something that you're like, that's the part you're excited about? Yeah. And you realize it's just something that, an idea that he thought was fun? Yeah. That's what he likes. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I finally got that mermaid line to work. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like, well, the whole thing wasn't killer. He's like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's all, and literally every dog shit comic you've ever met is like, I love watching my stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Yeah, the people that are po that you're talking about posting the clips, yeah. Oh my God. You know how hard so it is bad. for me to post a stand-up clip? Like, from my last special like the promoting it like yeah. just posting a clip on it gives me an instagram gives me so much diarrhea just like i, I it's so out of context it's one moment yeah. of a, it needs to be in the the piece yeah and you're just like oh god i have so much agita just thinking about fucking how stupid my act is okay sorry let's go ahead uh, let's watch something funny yeah <laughs> Tom, you tricked me. That's not funny. 
Solo. I had not Solo. seen that clip. <laughs> what? How? How damaged was he after that? I think he's got some real problems now. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm Gosh. sorry. I assumed no one was going to get hurt. What folder was that in? That. <laughs> oh, that's a prank from the. the oh shit! It's this game we play called Horrible or Hilarious, yeah. and, oh. and Tom... it says "Tu n'es pas Superman," so you are not Superman, right? That's French for "You are not Superman." So I guess I I think he's telling him. I mean, come on, you're the Canadian. I know, but I uh, can't even read English. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrible. Um... Whoa! No, no, th again, Tom. What's he doing? Oh, he's. I don't think you should be doing that. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, he's got a big oh, dead in his head. Oh, you can see. Yeah, yeah, you can see it. And also, there's probably not a great clinic nearby, just based on the footage. <laughs> They're not like, let's run you over to Cedar Sinai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's oh, for that's sure. terrible. Yeah, where's wow. that in Haiti? Somewhere? I don't know. I mean, it might be. It's yeah. French. Yeah. That. Uh, when he was holding on to that thing, you just know you're not supposed also, to hold on you're to that not, thing. Like he no. was, this was a, yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. I wonder That's how strong I am. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not yeah. that strong. Oh, his head looked uh, damaged. Yeah. yeah. I feel, <laughs> I, feel uh, I feel terrible for that dude. Why, why would you um, hold the thing, though? I, yeah, I, that know, seems like a bad move. Don't touch do you know, it. It's a treadmill. Do you know oh, from no. our show, maybe you've caught wind of, do you know who Robert Paul Champagne is? No. Um, he's well. Just to give you the basis of who he is, he's this guy. <laughs> I know this guy. Okay, I, I know this guy. I know this guy. I this guy gets guy. so amorous. Fuck me at twenty three ninety five. Yeah, move in. You can move in. You gotta fuck, man. I I need to be fucked a lot, man. Get rent free food, free rent, and everything else. He says if you're out of jail. Yeah. Yes. So the other day, Robert messages me all the time. Really? All the time. And he says things like. I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll be like, hey, you too, man. And he'll be like, how was your week? And I'll go, it was good. Sorry, he gets you on your cell phone? No, no. His your phone on, number? On, on, on... Just a DMing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't give me your number. This is what fascinates me because <laughs> I've seen episodes with him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, did you think someone says, hey, man, you're on this like, po you're like on this podcast now. Is that how he, and then reaches out to you? How no, does he find out? No, no. Well, the way that, it, we just oh we just God. somebody found him so we had played this clip forever yeah and then one day somebody sends a video and they go yo i think we found the piss on me beat me guy the try it out guy mm. and they show him singing i think at uh coney island oh okay right? and we're like holy shit is that the guy and then you know more people are like i think i saw that guy somehow some way we find a an instagram page that they say it's him we end up getting a phone number, we end up talking to him and we verify that it's him and we end up having this relationship and, you know, we've, we've sent a couple of producers to do segments. So Dr. Drew's been to his place, Josh Potter's been to his place. Whoa, really? Oh yeah. So we've, you know, <laughs> he's been on our live shows and we have a, an actual relationship yeah, with him. We're deep in it now. And you know, we've uh, got him cell phones and computer, like we've got him equipment. Oh, that's things. great. So, you get him pissed on? Uh, no, I've tried. Oh, okay. I very much, I've tried very hard to do that, but the other day, uh, he sends me a message, and he's just like, back to work. And I'm like, me too. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And I just go to his page, and I see what he's posting. He lists his his name. He goes, he goes his name. He always gives his address 
and his phone number. Listen to the amount of phone numbers he gets uh, for himself oh, no. from memory. Hey, welcome to Lucifer's Light. I'm your host, RPC Band, and we are here at 2395 Wagner House of Proper 2C Building 18, 124th and 1st Avenue, East Side of Harlem. That's right, guys. You hear me right loud. I am here at 917-353-2913 or 347-281-3156 or 6162-81-8615 or 646 or 6162-81-8615 or 6162-81-8615 okay okay I'm here guys yeah so let me know guys hey, uh, what's going on man at 2395 hey I am here, guys. RPC looking for some hot guys who want to come over and party hard. Let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to watch what I eat, guys. I don't know. But uh, that, it was a ham and cheese, but just not, God didn't do me for shit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, whatever. Not much about eating, okay? But um, here, 917 Fuck. <laughs> I mean, how many fucking phones is he have? Lighting matches. I don't know how he memorized all that. There's six phone numbers. It's a lot of phone numbers. And he's got a flair for uh, decor, too, man. I like that oh, unicorn in the back. One for the plug and one for the loaf. He's uh, got a lot of numbers, dude. How does So does he get laid? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think so. Yeah. He's down. But he, he uh, I, uh, I uh, can appreciate how shameless... He expresses his yes. his sexual urges. Yeah. That's what we love about him is his openness and honesty yeah. and his availability. He does like to reiterate he's six numbers. He's always you can always. Could reach you imagine? Him. I wonder does he have landlines? Are these all burner phones? Are these internet phone numbers? I mean, what does he have? Six phones laying around? I don't yeah. know. Are it's these wild. neighbors' phone numbers? Are they all? Maybe they're all the like like the Google numbers where you call it and it forwards to one. Oh. But why would you put out so many numbers? No. Yeah. That doesn't help, right? To have that I, many numbers. Should we, I don't can know. we call some and figure this out? Should we have you guys call and like. Not to, not now. I mean, not right now, yeah. but let's get this straight because this is crazy. I want him to pare down his number of phones. Yeah. I, I think well, it'll help with getting pissed on him. I think, yeah. yeah. He's going to be dry as long as he's got six phones. I think so too. Yeah. Stick yeah. to one. I mean, even giving up. I forgot that he gives out like the apartment number. <laughs> That's wild. Address, full address. Full address. 2395 <laughs> Wagner House's apartment 2C, building 8. I mean, 124th and 1st Avenue, east side of Harlem. <laughs> Give me a call, 917. I'm like, I, you know what? I lived at one point. I lived like eight blocks from him. Wow. wow. Yeah. This is when you first got there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Things have turned around. Okay. Yeah, I know, struggling. I, I, I haven't been pissed there. on for a while. Uh, but yeah, I lived up there. It's, it's serious. Uh, East Harlem is, uh, it's, it's like the only neighborhood that's not gentrified whatsoever. Like it yeah. has not changed at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I li- we, we were like practically neighbors. Holy oh, you're shit. You're so yeah. lucky. Yeah. Eight blocks from him. Yeah. 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 Eight blocks. Yeah. I lived on 116th. Wow. This whole time you could have been pissing on him, yeah, and being, but you're not a black yeah, guy. Double dating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, this also came in from as a, you're currently a New Yorker. Uh, Ted Cruz went to uh, a Yankees game. You oh, nice. <laughs> listen, to, <laughs> listen to how he gets uh, heckled by the fans there. Fuck you, you racist piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. You suck. You fucking suck. 
wife yes. ugly? Fuck. Remember that? Remember when Trump called your wife ugly and then you nominated him? You're a disgrace you. this country. You fucking beat straight. me <laughs> Remember when those insurrectionists wanted to murder you? Yo, go for Yo, go for Trump. Get the fuck out of New York. Get out of New York. Trump called your wife ugly and you loved it. You ugly fuck. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> New York. I love it. You gotta love it. He played it off. He played it off like uh, people are. He's like, yeah. He's like, nice to see everyone. Yeah, that's the move. I guess if if people are hating you, you go. It's good to see you. I get it. Is it's like it's like uh, an overconfident comic. Yeah, He's bombing. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you guys very much. Yeah, yeah. still giving the same amount of energy. Do you yeah. realize like being a politician is that half the population at least fucking hate your guts Most that much all yeah. the time. Like you just get a barrage. Like we get hatred. Not that much. Not like that. That sounds that. crazy. Yeah. He's the most hated. But Fuck. why you think he would be like, yeah, maybe a Yankees game isn't a great place for me to hang. It's the worst place for yeah. him to yeah. go. This be like Pelosi going to a fucking Alabama football yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're going to get fucking It's a weird murdered. move. It's so weird. And, and, and like he, I would think that him being as hated as he is, he's pretty much hated nationally, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, internationally. Um, going to uh, to yank he that he would need like serious security, not but like one or two guys. It's not. It's not like that drummed up votes. Why would he even go? I always wanted to see a Yankee game. I don't, I don't know. know. He should know. stay away for sure. Yeah, smug. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, yeah, smug. He's so fat. Go. He is fatter than before. No. Yeah, he's been getting fatter, yeah. yeah. The beard is not doing him favors either. It's not a cool beard. No. No, no. You, you can't have a thin beard when you're fat. It's got to be a full beard. He's yeah. a, I think he was, wasn't he born in Canada? Yeah. Oh, shit, Wild. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's one yeah. of us? Yeah. yeah, he's one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I went up there and I have a, I, I talk about him at one point. And um, I, was, I was backstage at the first show I was doing, I think I was in Toronto, and I was talking to like the staff and I was like, oh, would people know Cruz? And they're like, of course. And I was like, they would. They go, he's Canadian. He's a piece of shit. We all hate him. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I was like, great. <laughs> okay. Just That's making nice. sure. Yeah. And it did. It fucking killed. Oh, good. Yeah, it killed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they uh, like we because you wouldn't the Canadian equivalent to Ted Cruz. Americans wouldn't know. But we again, like we watch like, American news. Yeah. We watch. So, we, yeah, we know all those dudes. It is funny. The um, the the roller coaster ride of what has been the Trudeau years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because like he came on and people, you know, it's funny because everybody ultimately like what, what people are attracted to in politicians. A lot of times they're just like, Oh, this guy's handsome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what everybody was like. Have you seen this really handsome guy? And he really running is. Running Canada. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a, a handsome he's dude. Good looking. He's a he good looking. He should model in Milan too. That's I think what, he probably that's did. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, and then he seemed like this sensible, empathetic type of guy. Yeah. But in the last few years, he's become very polarizing. Oh, totally. I, I don't follow. Like, Canadian politics are not as uh, exciting as American politics. I don't really follow uh, Canadian politics. But yeah, I remember when he came out and he had like wore blackface to like parties uh, yeah, and yeah. like that. And it's not like... Oh yeah, he did that. It was the seventies. Like we were all, you know what I mean? People were it was like not that long ago. It was yeah. wild. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Just a rich kid in blackface. But also the way that he, I guess, handled COVID, it split the country pretty much. Yeah, and, I was shocked when yeah, when there was all those protests and stuff like that. Like I was that, so I was there a month and a half ago. Yeah. And I was walking on the streets of Toronto. Yeah. And there were massive anti Trudeau 
marches. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just thousands of people walking down. Fucked had fucked Trudeau. Sign. I was like, holy shit. I, yeah. You know, I don't really know the stories that much. I'm just like, wow. This they don't is pretty, like him anymore. He's not so cute. I think it's pretty split. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And then the. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. I guess he's not. People talk. I really. I don't know a ton. I don't know why people dislike him so much. I think he's getting. Isn't he too lefty? Lefty now. He's super lefty. Yeah. Like yeah. too lefty. Lefty. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So progressive. So progressive. So progressive. Yeah. They can be too much. Do you still have family in Canada? Um, no, not anymore. My, really? my grandma used to live in Toronto. That's oh, how okay. she said it. And then, uh, no, she said, oh, wait, no, I'm lying. I have two cousins. I'm sorry. Sorry, Justin and Leo. Yeah, I've got yeah, a couple Justin of cousins. <laughs> no, no, not Trudeau, but yeah, Justin and Leo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yes, Hungarians out there too. Living in Canada? Yeah. Still in Windsor? Um, I don't think in Windsor. I forget where Justin and you Leo live. And of course, progress. Shane yeah. from Road Rules. Shout out to Shane. Calgary. I consider him a brother. He's in Calgary. Yeah. 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 We just texted yesterday. He's good, dude. He's the best. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't even gone back to where I was born. So I'd like, I'd love to see the beautiful apartment complex. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I was there. You don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's lovely. It's, it's nice Windsor. to see now. Yeah, Windsor's yeah, it's famous for strip bars, casinos, <laughs> casinos, and like American, like drunk teenager Americans that can't drink in America yet, but can drink at nineteen in Windsor. You know what's so? It's so fitting that that's my birthplace. I like that for some reason. I love that I was born at like the trashiest part of Canada. It, I mean that, and like, yeah, the that, Vegas that of Canada. Like can I tell you what blew my part. mind on this tour? Because we, you know, I, I did so many fucking shows and I did, I went to places I hadn't been to. Yeah. And I just did Halifax. Oh, okay. And it was fucking awesome. Halifax is amazing. I had no idea. So it's just like one of those things they're like, you're going, you know, and you're like, all right. Yeah. And it was like beautiful. Yeah. And the people were awesome. And yeah. And the show was bananas. Yeah. And it was the best, it was the best time. I, uh, I love Halifax. Yeah. Halifax is really cool. The whole like East, that whole, like the maritime provinces are cool. That's, it's, it's in Atlantic time. Oh, you know that? It's a half hour fun. ahead of yeah. Eastern time. Yeah. And what's their specialty food? Do they have a poutine it's type all of fish? Seafood. Yeah, like fish yeah. And, and stuff. But it, Halifax, that whole area, that's it's Halifax gorgeous. is a big party town, though. People is get, it? People get loaded in, yeah. And it's a, a big fighting town, too. Fighting town? Yeah. People get in fights. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't cool. have that, but <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice surprise stop. Yeah, it's, yeah, Halifax is beautiful, for sure. And it's a good comedy town. Yeah, it was one of the best shows of the tour. Oh, okay, um, Halifax. Speaking of shows, don't forget, check out Phil Hanley's new special, Ooh La La. It's on Ooh his la YouTube la. channel right now, which I'm assuming is youtube.com slash Phil Hanley. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, if you, Phil, yeah, if you put Phil Hanley, Ooh La La, you'll get it. You'll get it. My my YouTube channel doesn't have like the little The little, thing. okay. Yeah. And then when is the book going to come out? Do you know yet? I'm a new, I probably, I'll probably finish it in the next like six months and then it'll come out a year after that. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I look to forward get. to reading. Will yeah. you please send us a copy? Absolutely and... will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That'd awesome. be awesome. Um, thank you for coming Thanks in today, man. Oh, thank you. That went by so quick. What yeah, a blast. Right? Yeah, it's so it's great to see you guys. Oh, great to see you too, too man. Model Phil Hanley, everybody. <laughs>